Well, the problem that most people have that we wanted to swap to the building society is that they were with a bank and they were getting charged a lot of fees. And traditionally, building societies and credit unions didn't charge those fees. And so we provided them with a very, very good problem solution scenario. Swap to us and you won't go through the bad service, you won't go through all those fees. And guess what? We're going to put a cherry on top. We're going to give you a free holiday. And so that was the essence of the very successful campaign right up to Jerry. And when Jerry came on board, of course, it just took it to the stratosphere because you put a wow factor on top of the wow factor. And so that's what the whole idea was. You see that when you watch, watch that ad, Jerry basically came out and, and said that, you know, uh, the Greater Building Society uh, is pretty special because they've got this Happy Meal toy. That's pretty much it. And uh, once we put him together with what was already a spectacular offer of getting a free holiday, mate, it just broke record after record after record. Welcome to The Experts Blueprint, the podcast that speaks to experts in their field to unlock their blueprint to success so that you can discover the clues that will lead to your own blueprint to make your life the way you want it. From top-level athletes, high-performing business owners, health professionals, and people doing amazing things, this podcast is your guide to success. I'm your host, Tim Beanland. Let's get into the show today, and let's go. JD, uh, welcome back on the show. How you been? Oh, well, thank you very much, mate. I'm glad to be back because uh, you told me last time I was on that I'd be a, a regular, and that's never happened. And the last time we did this was 1972. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Look. Maybe we can make you a yearly regular, and, and that's what I can. That's what I can live up to. So <laughs> we can do that. Um, look for the people that that didn't uh, listen to the first episode. You're you're in direct response marketing, specifically moving the needle on what actually gets people to take action. Um, your biggest awesome impact thing that I want to start this thing episode with is you got. Jerry Seinfeld to do a bunch of TV commercials for the Greater Building Society. I just want to ask straight off the bat, one: How did you do that? Because Jerry doesn't do a lot of commercials. I don't see him around doing a lot of them. Um, you know, yeah. a, a friend of mine when I was doing this, um, I called him. I said I was talking to you. He was like, "Does John have dirt on Jerry or something?" Um, <laughs> but, but no, I believe it was because of your copywriting, your script, and your experience. Um, but, but I just I'd like to ask you, yeah, how did you do it? And then what was that campaign and 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 how did it go? Yeah, look, all jokes aside, Tim, because you know me probably uh, pretty well and that uh, sarcasm was part of my personality, whether that's a good trait or a bad one, I don't know. You'd leave it to others to probably make up their mind, but I'll try not to be sarcastic about this. I'll be serious for a second. Uh, look, persistence, mate. I mean, it came down to that. I uh, said to the building society, the client, that we're talking about here is the Greater Building Society. They're a bank now. They're called the Greater Bank. But at the time, and we're talking 10 years ago, they said to me, listen, uh, what we'd like to do is take a campaign that I had initiated for them uh, further. And the campaign was to take people's eyes off the interest rate. It was get a home loan, get a free holiday. It was very successful. But after about five or six years, they said, how do we take it to another level? And I said, well, a mate of mine had been doing the Billy, Billy Connolly commercials for ING. 
And I asked him how he went about getting Billy Connolly, and he told me. And I said, okay. Um, so we put a survey out and asked the Greater Building Society customers, who are generally speaking a building society demographics, normally a, a working class person. And we said, you know, if you had to look for a, an ambassador for the Greater Building Society, who was a bit cheeky, a bit like our ads were, uh, who would you pick? And I'm hoping that Bert Newton or Rove or someone like that would come up. It'd be reasonably easy to get. Robin Williams came first and Jerry Seinfeld came second and Jim Carrey came third. And I thought, oh, I've created a nightmare for myself, you know. Um, but to cut a long story short, I went over to America and we scored um, uh, Robin Williams. And uh, I remember ringing from uh, his manager's office to the Greater Building Society saying that we scored it. And uh, I had a head the size of Africa. I was, you know, I, I, I said to the general manager of the building society, build a statue. And he said, what, uh, Robin Williams? I said, no, of me. I got Robin Williams. You know? So God was watching and decided to punish me for my boastfulness. And by the time I got back to Australia, um, yeah, unfortunately, Robin Williams had scored a movie. And so he had to decline. So I had to jump on my bike again and chase down the number two, which was Jerry Seinfeld. And after months and months and months and months of sending off emails to his people and so on and so forth, uh, George Shapiro, his manager, actually replied and said to me, listen, this looks interesting. Tell me more about it. And I said to him, look, we're a very cheeky Virgin-style brand, uh, Virgin Airlines, uh, and so we basically take the piss out of the banks with all of our advertising and tell people to come to a nice, friendly building society where they don't cop all that bad service. And he said, okay, so basically you want Jerry to take the piss out of the banks. I said, yep. He said, well, he does that for a living. He takes the piss. And so that's how it came about. I, I, to my surprise, I mean, I won't bore you with the, the number of phone calls that took place, but, yeah, we went backwards and forwards with some phone calls. And, um, yeah, he said yes, and uh, he said jump in a plane and come over and tell us how it's all going to happen. So, yeah, we're very, very happy. Something I might do actually right now, and I'll do this in post and in editing, I'm actually going to play one of the commercials. Um, so I'll actually get you to um, you to, to send me the one that you thought is your favourite, um, and, yeah. and I'm just going to play it now for you. So if you're listening along. Well, the, the, one you're about, the one you're about to watch uh, yeah. is, um, is in a little country town called Cedarhurst, and Cedarhurst is um, – about 46 miles away from where Jerry lives in uh, the Hamptons in New York. And uh, the reason that we chose that is because in his contract, if he has to travel more than 50 miles, you've got to give him a Learjet um, because he can't travel on commercial airplanes for obvious reasons. He's bigger than the Pope. So, therefore, we chose somewhere just under 50 miles, which was a little country town, a little bit like a Katoomba, I guess, and um, we booked out the town for a day. All the stores closed and we took over an empty shop, which was a – delicatessen that had failed and we turned it into the greater building society and because he's such a huge star nothing's half done we had to put in palm uh, sorry uh, gum trees we had to put in australian street signs all the cars in the streets had to have the australian number plates of new south wales or queensland i mean his eye for detail is incredible but isn't it such a joy to work with someone like that um, and there were 80 staff on the shirt that we're talking cameramen and boom operators and all of this and um I think the greater said to me, uh, would the production of these ads, given this Jerry Seinfeld, be a little bit more than what we would spend in Australia? I said, oh, just a little bit. I think I blew their budget to bits. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, let's, um, let's play that now and, and uh, yeah, we'll be back in, in a minute or so. I'd like to talk to you about a home loan. Not for me, for you. I have a home. Get a getaways home loan from The Greater. It could be the most fun financial decision you'll ever make. Just ask a greater customer. When we shopped around for a home loan, 
we found that Greater had one of the lowest interest rates. And a free holiday with over 200 choices and there were no catches. Get a getaways home loan and go on a free holiday. Or loan us some money and we'll go on a holiday. Either way, someone's getting out of here. Yeah, cool. That um, that was an awesome, awesome ad. Why was that so successful? Let's let's be let's be marketers, but analytical marketers, and let's break down why that was entertaining. But also from a direct response marketing position, what what was powerful about your call to action? What was powerful about attention? What was powerful about all of that? Um, and why is the person now that's listening to this podcast smiling because of that that episode and then and then thinking, gee, I would love to switch my home loan to the greater? Yeah, good question, mate. Look, this direct response marketing, uh, I guess, relies on five things. Number one, you've got to provide a problem to someone. So if it's Jenny Craig, you'd say you're uh, feeling, you know, unhappy about your weight and you're not feeling healthy. So number one, provide them with a problem. Number two, aggravate that problem so you say to them well listen it's not going to get any better so therefore if you don't do something then you're still going to be probably not happy about your weight and your health number three you provide the solution and that is come on the jetty craig program and you can look like a supermodel within x number of weeks number four is provide proof and that's normally testimonials hi my name's jenny i used to be overweight now i look like miranda kerr you know and then number five is a you know call to action which basically says go to the website or ring up the phone number now, the Greater Building Society was no different. And to be honest with you, Tim, I don't think the management there knew what I was doing in, in terms of this model. They were just happy that the phones were ringing off the hook in the call centre, okay? And so, therefore, the problem that most people have that we wanted to swap to the Building Society is that they were with the bank and they were getting charged a lot of fees. And traditionally, building societies and credit unions didn't charge those fees. And so we provided them with a very, very good problem solution scenario. Swap to us and you won't go through the bad service. You won't go through all those fees. And guess what? We're going to put a cherry on top. We're going to give you a free holiday. And so that was the essence of the very successful campaign right up to Jerry. And when Jerry came on board, of course, it just took it to the stratosphere because you put a wow factor on top of the wow factor. And so that's what the whole idea was. You see that when you watch, watch that ad, Jerry basically came out and, and said that, you know, uh, the Greater Building Society uh, is pretty special because they've got this Happy Meal toy. That's pretty much it. And uh, once we put him together with what was already a spectacular offer of getting a free holiday, mate, it just broke record after record after record. Yeah. I, I want to talk about that Happy Meal element. And I think in your board meeting, when you were pitching this idea to them, you got you the Maccas down the road. We talked about this in the last one, but I want, I want you to tell the story again. You got a, a Happy Meal and you just threw it on the table, very Don Draper style, threw it on the table, went, you know, tell me, tell me what you think when you see this. And they were, they were accounting and finance people who don't have a creative bone in their body. Sorry, accountants listening. Um, some of them do. Uh, but what, what, what were you trying to do there? What happened? Tell me, let's, let's, let's explore that story again because I loved it when you told it both in a speech and, and on the last show. Yeah, good, mate. Look, I've been to one too many Anthony Robbins seminars, no doubt, and he tells you to break the mould. He says, whatever you're doing, break the mould if you want to get attention. It's so true, isn't it? Uh, don't be beige, be hot pink, you know. And so when I was, I, the Building Society had engaged my services as a consultant to look at their business, and uh, for about a month or so, I looked at, you know, the usual time and motion study of what they were doing with their marketing. I, I looked at all of the stuff that they'd been doing in the past and a lot of silly stuff like sponsoring football teams and basketball teams, which, you know, you told me the last time that you freeze-framed a TV, um, you know, for game of football or netball or basketball, and so I just want to have a look at the logo on the back of that jumper. 
I think I'm going to buy something from them, you know. So they were just they were, they were pissing money up against the wall. Outdoor <laughs> billboards, please, please. You tell me the last time you were doing 110 on the freeway and you out, don't get me wrong, McDonald's three minutes ahead makes sense. But to be advertising a hair shampoo on a billboard, I don't think that's going to bring a return on investment. You know, so I, I do. Uh, I look at it. I look at it, but that's because I love advertising and I'm a marketer and I, I actually do it. But no, you're, you're spot on. So, no, you're yeah. And look, the other the other reason you look at it, Tim, is because I don't know how to say this, but you're weird. Okay? <laughs> um, so, so aside from that, it's true. My so therefore, I did what every consultant comes in and does. They just bagged out the advertising agencies to make me look good, of course. So everything they did was bad, and I was a genius. Uh, and when the rubber hit the road, it was like I don't know five or six weeks in, and they've got all these reports from me that everyone else was stupid and I was really smart. Uh, and it was time for me to, you know, sort of probably prove that. So therefore, uh, I threw a happy meal. I, what had happened is I'd been doing some uh, uh, what do you call it infomercials at Channel Nine, Kerry Ann Kennelly style, uh, for a holiday. Uh, company which was a wholesale holiday company and they were doing very well and I had spoken to this holiday company and uh, discussed the opportunity of doing much the same thing with the Greater Building Society where they could buy you know holidays at a discount rate so that's how it came about so what I did in the boardroom I threw a Happy Meal box on the middle of the table just as Anthony Robbins teaches you to do and uh, certainly broke the mold and they said what's that I said oh that's your next home loan campaign they went what and I pulled out the little Disney toy and, of course, you see all these suits around the table thinking I'm a complete moron and said, look, we realise that you suffer from sarcasm. Uh, we say suffer, not blessed with. And uh, so, therefore, uh, smart ass, tell us what this is all about. But we're going to give away a free toy for people if they get a home loan. I said, no, no, metaphorically, can I ask you who around this table have got a child or grandchild because they all put their hand up? And I said, who's bought Happy Meals? And they all put their hand up. I said, okay, I pulled out $100. I said, I'll give $100 to any of you bankers if you can tell me what a Happy Meal cost. All 11 or 12 guys in the room at the time who were board members and senior management, not one of them got within 50 cents of a Happy Meal price. And I said, because McDonald's took your eyes off the price with the Happy Meal toy. And I said, what you people should be doing because you're a challenger brand. You, you, look, the Commonwealth Bank and Westpac and ANZ, they're the big brands. These little building societies, of course, are a challenger brand. I mean, it's still the 250th biggest business in Australia, but nonetheless, it's a challenger brand. I said, you can't beat them on price. It'd be like the little hardware store trying to beat Bunnings on price. You're not going to win. So you've got to outthink them in terms of value adds. And they said, well, what do you mean? I said, well, just as the Happy Meal toy takes the price for McDonald's, you know, out of people's heads, then in your instance, why don't you give away a free holiday when someone gets a home loan? And I said, it'll cost you nothing. And they said, why? What do you mean nothing? There has to be. I said, no, no, no. You've got a 1% honeymoon rate at the moment for the first year. And guess what? On a $500,000 home loan, that's five grand you're giving away. So just put that five grand into a holiday and you'll probably get an eight grand holiday from the wholesaler and just see what happens. In other words, stop price discounting and value adding. But because they were paying for it from the honeymoon rate that they were giving away anyway, it was cost neutral. They did it. And within three months, Tim, within three months, and I'm doing a drum roll here as I show off, but within three months, they doubled their home loans. We're talking billions, not millions. We're talking a lot of money. That's incredible. Excuse me, excuse me for a second, Tim. I just want to do this. <laughs> Pat, yeah, if you're listening to the audio, John's uh, John's patting himself on the back. <laughs> Which not enough people do. Not enough people get the pats on the back. So why not do it for yourself? Um, you know what? One of my one of my best assets, aside from knowing everything, Tim. One of my best assets is my humility. Yeah, of course, of course. Um, 
So my question to that, um, which which might be an interesting one, um, is so the greater is still around. Why did they Why did they stop the campaign? Like, if there was it just yeah, what was the the reason that they? Because I don't see the bill. There's a there's a disease that's running around Australia at the moment. It's not COVID. It's a disease that's been around for a while with business uh, businesses or business owners. It's called dickheaditis. Um, I don't know whether you've seen this. It's rampant amongst. Oh, it's it's, <laughs> it's an epidemic. It's worse than worse than last year. It's funny, mate. When I know we haven't done too many uh, stage events these days because of COVID, but at one stage when I was doing a lot of them, I'd always, you know, kick off the evening with a bit of fun and a bit of larrikinism by just saying, "Listen, uh, I'm sure none of you in the audience suffer from this, but there is a disease running around called dickheaditis." And the reason I say it is because have a look at these pictures, and I'll bring some pictures up on the screen. It'll be a cafe with canary yellow tables and fire engine red chairs. And I'll say, my goodness, couldn't they just go and have a look at Gloria Jeans? Don't touch the coffee. I don't like that. But have a look at the ambience of the browns and the golds and the tans. That's what you think of when you're having coffee. Um, and look, all jokes aside, what happened, mate, is that I had been their consultant for about 11 years. This thing ran, coincidentally, of course, for 11 years. I got Seinfeld involved in the last few years and uh, I decided to move on uh, because I decided that maybe there was more money to make in cutting up this uh, intellectual property of direct response marketing and doing Anthony Robbins, in other words, webinars and seminars and going out and providing this to small businesses. Um, and so, therefore, I left. And what happened is that the, a new person came in uh, as a consultant. And uh, what do you think most consultants do, of course? You know, they throw out what was there before. And uh, what happened, you wouldn't believe it, uh, they went back to price discounting, which, in my opinion, of course, was nuts. Um, and uh, you wouldn't believe it, George Shapiro, who's Jerry's uh, agent and uh, has been forever, uh, he rang me and said, JD, what's going on here? I mean, you know, Jerry's you know, very happy about the campaign and we've heard the results and I believe they're not going forward with it. And I said, no, mate, I'm not there anymore. I, I left. I'm sorry. He said, oh, okay. What, it wasn't working? I said, no, breaking record after record after record. But, you know, because it wasn't the new person's idea. <laughs> Do you know what happened? I've got to say this to you. Apparently in one of the board meetings or senior management meetings, uh, a lot of the board members had left and moved on that were there when I was doing my thing. And apparently a bunch of new person, people came along who were very accountancy left brain people, and they said, what are we paying this guy? Now, to be honest with you, Jerry was getting less than what um, Jennifer Hawkins gets from Maya. Okay, so, you know, we're talking, uh, you know, very reasonable price. He did it because he enjoyed it. He's got more money than God. He didn't need the money. You know, he just, I said to him, why did you do this? He said, oh, I just said it like it'd be fun. But apparently in one of the meetings subsequent to me leaving, uh, one of the left-brained uh, board members said something like, uh, um, who does that American think he is charging this sort of money? We can get Kerry Ann Kennelly for less than that. Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what the Hell is wrong with? Oh my god! Well, he was he he, he was right. <laughs> he was he was right, but he is so wrong. Yeah. yeah. So uh, so what had what had happened? Look, we got Jerry for about a million a year. Okay, so that was it. And when uh, the contract came up to renew the three year contract, he bumped it up a little bit, not much. And so they they got dirty. <laughs> Apparently, this is what happens. My dad. One of the first things my dad told me about starting a business is you never want your accountants running or making the decisions in your business. And that's no. what happened. And, you know, you can see the negative impacts of what, what happened when they listened to an accountant making a decision over a marketing activity. 
Now, don't yeah, get me wrong. And, and Tim, look, we're biased, of course, as the accountants would be biased for their side of the brain as well. But, you know, the way I look at it is that most of the accountants that, you know, I've dealt over time are very, very you know, smart people, but they're looking uh, out the back window, whereas if you're an entrepreneur, we're not looking at the rear vision mirror, we're looking at the front window. And um, really, my view is, is that, and Dan Kennedy has said this a number of times, and that is there shouldn't be a strict budget for just about most businesses because if you're putting a dollar into the poker machine that spits out two, we need to just keep on doing that. I know I speak for all of us on Facebook these days that if you've got a Facebook campaign going and you put a buck in, you get three out, you just keep on putting the buck in. Uh, whereas what the accountants will say is, I'm sorry, we gave you X million dollars for the budget this year. We don't care how successful it is. That's all you can spend. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's ludicrous ludicrous um and this is the thing this is where it actually becomes exciting for small businesses because we could look at this happy meal toy direct response um example and and the small business listening along could be like well how how can i do that i can't get jerry seinfeld and i can't do this but the fun thing is is they can very much do this and there's a couple examples i'd love to walk through and then actually get into what you're actually doing right now with this as well. Um, but first I'll start with how I'm doing it. So how I'm doing it is I do a podcast set up for people. They just want to start a podcast. They usually don't have equipment. They don't have a microphone. So what I do is I charge my consulting fee for that. And then I say, when you sign up, I'm going to give you a microphone. So first of all, it takes away their um, fear of what equipment to buy. It takes away all of that. I, I, I did one today. I did one today. I, I said, um, you know, it's this price and then I give you a microphone. I sent them the microphone today and we're having the session tomorrow. Um, right. I right. Give, my Happy Meal toy is this microphone, the microphone that I'm actually using right now. Um, so yeah. not only do I recommend it as a bit of equipment that I'm using, that's what I'm doing. Now, I'm going to pat myself on the back for doing that, but I want to ask you the, the example of the small business that you've done um, where they it was grass, they were selling grass, and they, their Happy Meal toy was slabs of beer. And there's a specific example where the person's eyes were so off the price, they didn't actually care about the main product. They just wanted the Happy Meal toy. Um, Jeez, you got a good memory. you got I, a good memory. I told that story to you about a year ago. You still remember it. Yep, yep. Yeah, mate. Well, by the way, let's disqualify when you say they sold grass. They sold turf, right? Uh, okay. <laughs> ah, memory's not that good. <laughs> yeah, they were not in. They were not into marijuana. Okay. Ah, okay. Make that <laughs> um, yeah, mate. So this particular turf farm was in the Tambourine Mountains on the Gold Coast, and uh, he showed me that he had about six kilometres worth of turf he had to get rid of, so he could quickly then replant for the next season. So he was pretty desperate to get rid of this grass over the next two or three weeks. I asked him, well, what do you think landscape is like? And he said, uh, what do you mean? I said, well, if you were to give them something for free, what do you think would turn them on? He goes, I don't know, you tell me. And I said, well, what about beer? And uh, he goes, yeah, okay. And I said, look, they normally probably would drink twoies or, you know, 4X. Why don't we give them a carton of Crown Lager for every home's worth of grass that they buy? And he goes, great. Now, the reason that landscapers were chosen is because that's his target audience. He doesn't sell too much grass to his mum and dads because they might get a little bit for the front yard or backyard. But where his big money was was from landscapers because they might buy three or four or five homes at the one time. So anyway, we sent out the email uh, blast and we also sent out some brochures for those landscapers who were not exactly tech savvy. 
And uh, he rang me about seven days later and said, JD, we've got a problem. I thought, oh, God, what's going on here? By the way, if I refer to myself as JD, my name is John DeWire, but I get JD and lots of other things. Um, so he says to me, look, we've got a problem. I said, what's that? He said, no, we've run out of grass. I said, what? You had six kilometres worth of grass. He said, yeah, it's all gone. He said, uh, we, in fact, have to actually now buy grass from another turf farm to keep up with the demand for the beer. <laughs> <laughs> there was one bloke, I think, that called in and was like, don't don't worry about when you get me the grass. We need the beer for a party on Friday or something, right? <laughs> he, said, he said there was a guy called Roscoe who was one of his clients, uh, and I can probably use that name now even if they were listening because this was a few years ago that we did it. But anyway, he said, oh, Roscoe's a pain in the rear. He was always buying on price. He'd say, how much for our grass? And he said, I'd say $5.50. And he'd come back 10 minutes later and say, I can get it down the road at another turf farm for $5. Because it's a commodity. Yeah. That's it. You know, I mean, Sir Walter turf is the same Sir Walter turf no matter where you get it from. So he said it was a price war going backwards and forwards and backwards. He said that same Roscoe rang up and ordered something like, I don't know, 17 or 18 homes worth of grass and said that he needed it. Uh, he didn't worry about when the grass was going to be delivered, but he needed the beer because he'd get 18 cartons of beer. He needed the beer by Friday because he had a party. <laughs> <laughs> so that's where the Happy Meal toy takes over the takes over the Happy Meal. Fantastic, fantastic. So I want to call this section uh, "Pitch My Product," and and this is is very in line with um, your. You've now got an amazing Happy Meal. Toy and look, if if people have been listening to you for now twenty or thirty minutes, they they obviously like what you're saying. So, um, I'd love to, yeah, love to to give you the floor and, and say, what have you been doing now in this Happy Meal space to really, you know, make it a no brainer? Like, because yeah, someone would be like, geez, like so I've figured out the microphone would work for me. That landscape has figured out. Um, you know, beer would be good for them. But sometimes someone else listening along would be like, eh, what's what's my happy meal? Like I'm a mortgage broker. I'm a I'm a, a slip and slide place. Like, you know, what what can you know what can I do? So you've you've simplified this and sorry for rambling because this was supposed to be you pitch your product and it feels like I am. Um <laughs> but yeah, pitch 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 your product. Um yeah, would would love to love to give you the no, opportunity. Yeah. That's fine. Look, I love talking about me, but it's even better when you talk about me. So that, that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> you know, if, if Gail, my wife, was in my office at the moment, her eyes would be rolling and she'd just walk out. Yeah. yeah. Um, mate, uh, yeah, look, what it is is that uh, as, a, as, a, as a result of the incredible success of the free holiday promotion all those years ago with the Greater Building Society, um, and particularly when we got Seinfeld involved, that sort of got out there, out there on a global basis. And a company from America who's a travel, that is a travel company contacted me uh, a couple of years ago and said, look, you seem to have half a clue about how to market um, hospitality and travel. We've looked what you've done for the Greater Building Society and other things. Um, and by the way, Tim, if you don't mind me just mentioning, I don't know that uh, you may have this, of course, on the podcast anyway, but my stuff is the Institute of wow.com. So it's the Institute of wow.com. So there's a whole bucket load of this stuff on there. And these guys have been right through it back to front. And they said, listen, we've got this incredible product that we're selling to businesses in America, but we're probably not doing it as well as we could be. And you seem to know what you're doing. How about you take out the license for this in Australia and New Zealand and offer the product to businesses? And then if you do it properly, then we can invite you to come into America. Well, of course, I said yes straight away. Now, what it is, it's, uh, it's called Fun Escapes. .com.au and as the name implies, Fun Escapes, it's all about providing people with a with a, with a fun escape. Um, and what it is is that this particular company very cleverly has negotiated with four-star hotels 
uh, globally, but we have the licence here in Australia and New Zealand, to actually get rid of their unsold rooms um, uh, and basically take not very much for it. So how it works is this, is that we provide businesses with the opportunity to give their customers a holiday when they buy a refrigerator or microwave oven or landscaping services or accountancy service, whatever it might be, uh, and that holiday is a four-day, three-night holiday uh, at any one of n- numerous destinations in Australia and New Zealand for $97. Mm-hmm. So the holiday itself is probably worth $900 to $1,000 depending upon when they go, but we sell it to the business for $97. And that means is that they can say, look, come in and buy my washing machine or lounge suite or use my landscaping services or buy a solar panel uh, system from me and we'll give you a free holiday and that holiday to Betty Banks down the customer is valued at $900 to $1,000 but the distance only pays $97 to us. Hmm. Yeah, and that's incredibly powerful because it's buy this, get this rather than buy this and go into a competition to win this or buy this and it's 20% off which anybody can do. Um, I stupidly ran a competition myself before remembering um, having talked to you, but that that's what reminded me to do it because I, I did the competition and noticed that it was kind of flopping actually. Um, and then then I've done this other thing. But the question to this is, um, it's a no brainer for a product that you sell for over two thousand dollars because sell for two thousand dollars, a holiday costs you ninety ninety seven dollars. The math on that is is less than a, a, a discount. You might even give a twenty percent, thirty percent discount. So well, you're, well that, that that that's less than a five percent discount. If yeah. you're selling something for a thousand dollars, but you get the holiday for ninety seven, that's a ten percent discount or the equivalent to, I should say. And I say to people, listen, you ask yourself, you know, if you're selling this. Service and you put a 10% discount sign outside. Do you reckon anyone in the world of Groupon, which is 50%, do you think anyone's going to get excited about 10? The answer is no. But if you say spend $1,000 with me and I'll give you a free four day holiday, I, I think you might find them busting the door down. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, um, you know, if someone wants to get involved with that, I'm going to be, I'm going to be upfront and honest here. Like I'm going to put a link to that in the in the show notes um that will actually be my affiliate link so if you feel like this is something you want to do for your business it will support the show um so thank you thank you jd for for setting me up with that um it's incredibly powerful as a lead generating system so even if you're not a product say you're a mortgage broker or you're in finance don't give it away as a loan like get a loan do this actually use it as a lead if you give us 45 minutes of your time to have a chat, you then show them how much amazing stuff you can do. Um, it, it gets you a really powerful lead. So come and talk to us. We give you a holiday. And then if your close rate is is 20 or 30%, you're going to get a return. I, I, you know, obviously it's up to you if, if you can't close, you know, that's, that's a classic case of marketing, right? If we can, we can do as much as we can to give you a lead. Um, but if you, <laughs> if you can't close, but that's another topic, but, um, have I explained that well enough? I mean, is that you? Yeah, you, you are, mate. And, uh, and I know that whoever's listening to this um, without watching the video, they won't see this, but I'm holding up to the screen at the moment a book that all of us wanker seminar people have to write. You've got to write a book. Uh, and it's called The Avalanche Leads Formula. And the reason I'm holding that up is because 
whenever I'm doing a seminar, Tim, I say to everyone, look, what do you want, leads or conversions? And if you want conversions, you're in the wrong place, okay? I'm not saying I couldn't help them with conversions, but I want to make it very clear to them without leads, you'll never have a conversion anyway. So you should be asking me and you should be placing more focus on leads more than conversions because once you've got the leads, it doesn't matter whether you're one in 10 or two in 10 or three in 10, at least you've got leads to convert. And uh, you did explain it pretty well, mate. I, I say to people, for example, if they are a mortgage broker, don't give this away with uh, a home loan. Now, I know that sounds uh, hypocritical given that's what we did with the Greater Building Society, but with the Greater Building Society, they set up their own, uh, their own travel agency virtually and they actually, you know, when you're going to give away, um, sorry, get someone to swap a half a million or million dollar home loan, they actually packaged the entire thing and gave it to them. In the instance, and but that could be a week or two weeks in, you know, in, in Los Angeles, it could have been Disneyland, it could have been Japan. In this instance, these are four day, three night holidays in Australia and New Zealand. Okay. And Fiji and Bali as well, but essentially Australia and New Zealand for the moment because of travel. And so therefore, you know, given that it's not the all singing, dancing two or three week holiday in Disneyland, then, you know, you can't expect that someone's going to swap their home loan for half a million dollars to get a four day holiday. But what they will do is that they'll book a 45 minute consult call with you where you can give them a home loan health check. So I say to people, if you're in the accountancy game selling your consultancy advisory services, or if you are uh, perhaps a mortgage broker, then yeah, you know that you're going to have a lifetime value of that client that could be worth thousands. So why don't you actually say to them, look, for every uh, when you book a 45-minute consult with me and let me do a health check on your home loan, I will give you a free holiday. And let's just say it costs you the $97 and you do 10 of them, that's $970. You've only got to close one or two of those and you are thousands ahead, thousands ahead. So my view is if it's a big ticket, uh, that you might like to consider, um, you know, using this as a lead gen, as in a consultancy. Um, and if you are a retailer, like a coffee shop or cafe, we have a version of this whereby people collect holiday points. So for every $50 they might spend in a cafe, you give them a little certificate, which gives them an invitation to go to a webpage. They put in a unique code and they get one point. So for every $50 they spend in the delicatessen or butcher or baker, they get a holiday point. Uh, when they save up, Whatever you did, you know, whatever you decide is the number of points that they need for a holiday. But let's just say it's, you know, let's just say it's, uh, it's 20 points. And so therefore 20 times $50, they spend a thousand dollars with you. They get the holiday. So again, it's less than a 10% discount. So we've thought about every way you could possibly do it. And Tim, without being too much of a crazy show off, the American company that gave us a license has been blown away with this. And they've said, listen, as soon as travels back again in terms of international airlines, can you get over here to America and show us how to do it your way? Because uh, they don't do it this way in America. This is quite unique and we've basically designed it for any possible business. Yeah, amazing, amazing. So, yeah, again, look, I'm going to be quite upfront and, and I, I don't normally bashfully promote on the on the podcast, but, yeah, I'll put the links below to that. It'll be my link. Um, thanks, thanks, John, for, for and setting. By, and, by, and by the way, not, not only that, Tim, but if they did actually go through our main website, uh, which I don't suggest they should, they should use your link, but if they use your name, okay, um, then we will charge them double. Oh, sorry. I mean, we will, sorry, sorry. Uh, so we will we will give them a good deal. We'll give them a good deal. <laughs> that's that sarcasm coming back, isn't it? That's good. That's good. <laughs> All right. Um, last section, uh, just get to know JD. Um, so when, when you're not working, when you're not, you know, doing, doing amazing marketing, creative ideas, what do you, what do you enjoy doing up on the sunshine coast there? 
Yeah, well, I'm not the Gold Coast, mate. You're on the Gold Coast. Um, mate, look, yeah. uh, my wife and myself, uh, Gail's my wife, and, uh, yeah, we've been – well, actually, I've got to say this to you, mate. You wouldn't believe it. This is very um, this is very opportune for me to say this, is that it's our wedding anniversary today. Oh, wow. So it's our – yeah, it's our um, – yeah, we've been happily married for 28 years. Why are you talking to me then? <laughs> well, no, 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 no. No, we've been married for 34 years, but happily married for 28 years. Ah, okay. <laughs> Fair Hang enough. Hang on, can I just give a sound effect? Boom, boom. Yep. Um, every time I do that gag at the beginning of a seminar, Gail, my poor suffering wife, is sitting down the back ready to roll her eyes because it's all BS, of course. Yeah. That's not, that's not really our wedding anniversary. Yeah. Uh, mate, look, my, my, my hobbies are, um, yeah, to, to, We've got six millennial kids, and uh, you know five of them have left home these days. We've got one left who's 22 years of age, and the rest of them have all gone out and made their own way. So I can't say that we go on family picnics uh, as often as we used to. But uh, what I have to say to you is that I I do enjoy, um, in terms of you know Gail and my lifestyle these days, is just you know because we don't have to take the Von Trapp family with us everywhere like we did when they were growing up. We just enjoy going out and having a nice meal, or going to a movie, or something of that nature, and. Um, and I, you know, I'm going to sound like a seminar speaker. Let me, let me, be, let me be. Us. And Tim, it's all about giving back. It's yeah. all about giving. Back. And uh, and I just, I, don't you love those speakers on the seminars? Oh man! Back. Oh man! It's usually at the end when they're value stacking and they're like, "This could be you. This could be you." Uh, yeah, yeah. No, no, let me say this now. I, I don't want to give back. Yeah. Um, I just want to take, 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 take. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. That's it again. That's your sarcasm. Um, when what is it about what you do so specifically with this this holiday campaign you're seeing leads come in what is it about what you do that you sit back and you go wow this is this is why i do it this is the impact this is you know what's what's that that moment yeah, just look, quickly i and, guess yeah and and tim look i i, I uh, I'll, I'll stop the sarcasm for a second is that you know like any entrepreneur and you're one of them uh, this has been a roller coaster ride. It has not been a merry ground. And uh, as a result of a few dips in that roller coaster over the years, uh, and being given some help by uh, the big guy upstairs, some years ago I produced a TV show uh, for Channel Ten that was called Dreams Can Come True. And if anyone wants to watch it, all they need to do is go to the Institute of Wow.com, and up the top it says JD Wow Show. Uh, you know, not surprisingly. And this show, Daryl Braithwaite hosted uh, for me. And uh, what we did is that I had come back from a disaster of losing some millions of dollars, and I promised the big guy upstairs that if I got back on my feet, I'd do something that might be inspiring for other people not to give up. And uh, this was it. It was a TV show hosted by Daryl Braithwaite and some very good friends of mine helped me put it on. And it was on Sunday night on Channel 10 and we beat 60 Minutes in the ratings and it was called Dreams Can Come True. And what we did is we delivered dreams to people who were just needy. They needed a house, we gave them a house. They wanted to meet Michael Jordan because they were in a wheelchair basketball team, we made them meet Michael Jordan and so on and so forth. And I've got to say to you is that out of all of the stuff I've done, uh, I have to say that was probably the proudest um, you know project that I ever worked on because who wouldn't want to be Santa Claus? We were Santa Claus because we got 4,000 to 5,000 letters a week from people who were nominating friends or relatives who were doing it tough. You couldn't ask for a dream yourself, but you had to actually nominate someone who you knew who needed a dream. And I have to say to you, it was the most wonderful, wonderful time of our life. We just enjoyed it immensely. And uh, I thank Channel 10 for putting it on. Because how many times do you see nice TV? You don't see nice TV very often. You don't. You know, that's that's awesome. Um, do you have a quote or a saying or a phrase that, that you may have said at 
seminars or, or even a quote from someone else that that when you see it, um, it really resonates with you and you enjoy telling other people it. Do you have anything, anything like that? Yeah, mate, uh, and I'm going to steal this from, I think it was Jim Rowan, and that is show me your friends and I'll show you your future. Um, and it's not mine, I've stolen it, but it's so it's so apt. Uh, it really is. And, you know, you know that if you hang around with drug addicts, there's a pretty good chance you probably become one. Uh, but if you hang around people who are positive-minded, uh, and I guess my version of that uh, would be um, uh, hang around people who say why not, not people who say why. So I guess that says don't ever hang around an accountant. Yeah, no, I love it, and it's it's for that reason that I'm I'm very proud to call you a good friend. Um, I enjoy our t- conversations, and um, yeah, thank you for all the help that you've given me. And yeah, definitely, definitely, you've inspired the why why not um, attitude in me. So so thank you. Thank you, mate. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. And and can I say can I say likewise, Tim? I mean, you met me at one of my events. I think in was it Melbourne a few Melbourne. years back, wasn't it? Yep. And yeah, you know, to see the um, to just, you know, see the path that you've taken since then where you build up this business uh, in such an entrepreneurial fashion is a real pleasure, mate. So well done. Well Thank done. you. Thank you. So if people want to reach out to you, um, they want to say hi, they want to they resonate with something on the show, um, what's the best way? LinkedIn, your website. Um, I'll put the links to that. What's, what's the best way for someone to reach out? Yeah, good, mate. No, nobody can reach out. I don't want to talk to anyone if you don't mind. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wouldn't that be funny you, you would say well this is the first podcast we've given this person uh, whatever it is 40 45 minutes to rant about themselves and at the end of it they don't want to talk that to uh, no, but the best the best thing is just give me an email and it's john at the institute of wow.com and uh, there's no au it's just dot com so john at the institute of wow.com just send me an email and um yeah i'll be happy Beautiful. to catch up with you awesome well john Uh, I've been Tim, you've been John, we've been talking. Thank you for being this week's expert on the Experts Blueprint. My pleasure, mate, and thank you very much for having me, and boy, have I been had. (laughs) All right, there you have it, the episode with John Dwyer. I hope you really enjoyed that and got a lot from it. If you want to try that campaign and learn more information about it, the link will be in the description below. You will be helping out the show if you do. As said in the podcast, it is my affiliate link, so that would be really cool if you do. Apart from that, if you like the show, give us a like, review, and a subscribe, especially a written review on iTunes. really helps out the show. Now, a final word from our sponsor. This show is powered by Bean Talking. At Bean Talking, we help our clients produce three months worth of content in 45 minutes of their time. How we do that is we meet with you weekly, fortnightly or monthly. We shoot video. I then go away and make it look professional with subtitles, branding, professional audio, all looking amazing to get your customer's attention with little effort done by you. So if you want to find out more about that, you can book in a time to chat with me. The calendar link will be below. But apart from that, I'll see you guys in the next episode.